The hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord is glorious in his saints, O come, let us adore him. Together, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands repaired the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 2 and 3, beginning on page 345. Why did the heathen so furiously rage together, and why did the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth stand up, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against his anointed. Let us break their bonds asunder, and cast away their cords from us. He that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh them to scorn, the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon the holy hill of Sion. I will rehearse the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Desire of me, and I will give thee the nations for thine inheritance, and the utmost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt bruise them with a rod of iron, and break them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye that are judges of the earth. Serve the Lord in fear, and rejoice unto him with reverence. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and so ye perish from the right way, if his wrath be kindled, yea, but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise against me. Many one there be that say of my soul there is no help for him in his god but thou o lord art my defender thou art my worship and the lifter up of my head i did call upon the lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill i laid me down and slept and rose up again for the lord sustained me i will not be afraid for ten thousands of the people that have set themselves against me round about 
Up, Lord, and help me, O my God, for thou smiteth all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eleventh chapter of 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 second of the of the eleventh chapter of Second Kings. When Alathaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal heirs. But Jehoshabah, the son of King Joram, the sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were being murdered. And they hid him and his nurse in the bedroom from Alathaliah, so that he was not killed. So he was hidden with her in the house of the Lord for six years, while Alathaliah reigned over the land. In the seventh year, Jehoiada sent and brought the captains of the hundreds, of the bodyguards and the escorts, and brought them into the house of the Lord to him. And he made a covenant with them, and took an oath from them in the house of the Lord, and showed them the king's son. Then he commanded them, saying, This is what you shall do. One-third of you who come on duty on the Sabbath shall be keeping watch over the king's house. One-third shall be at the gate of Sur, and one-third at the gate behind the escorts. You shall keep the watch of the house, lest it be broken down. The two contingents of you who go off duty on the Sabbath shall keep watch of the house of the Lord for the king. But you shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hand, and whoever comes within range, let him be put to death. You are to be with the king as he goes out and as he comes in. So the captains of the hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priests commanded. Each of them took his men who were to be on duty on the Sabbath, and those who were going off duty on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. And the priest gave the captains of hundreds the spears and shields which had belonged to King David, that were in the temple of the Lord. Then the escorts stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, all around the king, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, by the altar and the temple. And he brought out of the king, he brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, and gave him the testimony. They made him king and anointed him, and they clapped their hands and said, Long live the king. Now in all Alathalia heard the noise of the escorts and the people. She came to the people into the temple of the Lord. When she looked, there was the king standing by a pillar according to custom, and the leaders and the trumpeters were by the king. All the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets, and Alathalia tore her clothes and cried out, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of the hundreds, the officers of the army, and said to them, Take her outside under guard, and slay with the sword whoever follows her. For the priest had said, Do not let her be killed in the house of the Lord. So they seized her, and she went by way of the horse's entrance to the king's house, and there she was killed. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord, the king, and the people, that, that they should be the, the Lord's people, and also between the king and the people. All the people of the land went to the temple of Baal, tore it down, 
a thoroughly broken pieces of altars image and killed Natan the priest of Baal before the altar and the priest appointed the officers over the house of the Lord then he took the captains of hundreds the bodyguards the escorts and all the people of the land and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord and went by way of the gate of the escorts to the king's house and he sat on the throne of the kings so all the people of the land rejoiced and the city was quiet for they had slain Alathalia with the sword in the king's house. Jeho Jehoash was seven years old when he became the king. Here endeth the first lesson. Today I'm on page 10. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee, cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. Let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the first chapter of the second epistle to Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through laying the hand, uh, for, through the laying on of my hands, 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who, was, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffered, suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you keep uh, keep by the Holy Spirit which dwells in us. This you know that all those in Asia who turned away from me, among who are pri uh, by jealous and homogenes. Here endeth the second lesson. Jubilate on page 15. O oh, be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. The Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Almighty God, who hast knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship, in the mystical body of thy Son, Christ our Lord, grant us grace so to follow thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfeignedly love thee. Through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. <clears throat> we have an interesting um, sort of juxtaposition of images here today in our psalm, Psalm 2, and, and in the scene uh, in the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, psalm 2 is a psalm that usually... Uh, looms large in, around Christmas, um, where I think it's the introit uh, for Christmas. Uh, I have set my king upon my holy hill. I will rehearse the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. And the, and the, the psalm was caught up in the idea that the, the heathen are raging <clears throat> in rebellion against God, and um, it seems like they're overcoming God and his kingdom. And God's response is to set his king on the holy hill. And probably this language, today I've begotten thee, is probably uh, pertained to the ordination rites of, of kings in Israel, where the anointing of a king sort of made him a son of God. And of course, it ultimately points to Christ, that God's ultimate response to the um the evil in the world where people are essentially dethroning God and putting up their own idols and following them in rebellion against God is to set his son on the hill uh, as the true king. And of course, in our king's lessons, uh, we have the usurper, Athaliah, um, who is, um, she is related to Jezebel. And you can see the same viciousness of spirit that, that when her own power is attacked by the death of her son, where she was kind of reigning in a certain way. Uh, she just starts <clears throat> killing the whole royal family that <clears throat> anyone who might threaten her position there, just a, a viciousness. And we also see later on in, in this chapter that she had, as Jezebel had in the north, she established a temple for Baal with a priesthood and a regular liturgy of worship in, in Jerusalem. And so uh, the, the true king, the descendant of David, and we should be aware as we're going through kings that we're tracing the lineage of King David that will eventually come to Christ. So this, uh, this son that's preserved from the slaughter and set up is the therefore the testimony that 
that her the rebellion of Athaliah against God will not stand. And of course, judgment comes. And um, this is a kind of image of how Christ, the king, though evil looks like it's prospering for a short period of time, and a short period of time may be decades, but that the justice of God will prevail because he has enthroned his king and that the, the enthroning of the king in, in uh, Second Kings prefigures that, gives an image of that. Um, it also, you know, I remember re-teaching Old Testament, uh, and this, a woman came, and she, they don't like the Old Testament because it's not very nice. You know, these stories are really kind of nasty stories, uh, but in many ways, they're kind of like the world we live in, where a lot of violent things are happening, and... We remember that God is redeeming the real world, not a make-believe world. And just as God worked through Israel and all this sort of paganism that crept in and rebellion and viciousness to preserve the, the royal seed, to, to bring about the, the savior of the world, so he's working in the world we live in now where all these things are going on that are not good, that none of it le uh, uh, is outside of God's <clears throat> sight or purview, but but that um, he is king. And this is the, the profession that Jesus is Lord, is that profession that Jesus does not cease to reign even now, and that he is going to prevail. Um, it, we can provide a little bit of connection here with the, the Timothy lesson. This is the beginning of the second epistle to Timothy, which may likely be, some people believe, St. Paul's last New Testament epistle. It, it could well uh, be, be presented at the end of, of Acts. Historically, he may be in, in jail in Rome, and this is the nature of it. He's going to tell Timothy to come see him, but uh, he's aware now that he is um, setting up a structure for the church is going to endure when he is now gone. And uh, Timothy, he's put him in charge in Ephesus, and he encourages him. Uh, and it's, you know, it's interesting, Paul established these things and then he's left other people in charge of it that he's going to go away. And, you know, he's got a, a kind of uh, a timid a man in Timothy has to encourage to be strong. But this is always the way ministry works, that as as St. Paul says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. God always works through people and he appoints people. And by his strength, he's able to, to, to carry out the ministry that we can't do by ourselves. But you see the note in this epistle to Timothy of, of Paul is suffering. He's probably in jail. <clears throat> he tells Timothy not to be ashamed of that, not to be ashamed of the fact that, that the gospel, following the gospel, calls us to share in the cross, to suffer opposition. Sometimes it's not popular. Sometimes in a, a siding with Jesus, we're going to be feeling marginalized and um, so he encourages Timothy to stir up the gifts that are in him, be, to be courageous in the midst of that. And um, because St. Paul knows whom he, who the gospel has been trusted to him, knows that Christ is faithful to carry out what he promised. And so therefore Jesus is Lord in the midst of the world we're living in and the midst of each of our lives. This is our hope we hold on to, that 
that we can be, you know, stir up the gifts that are within each of us to to believe in God's will for our life, because no matter what's going on, Jesus is Lord, and he is the king God has set upon the holy hill. He reigns in our lives. <clears throat> because of that, his will will be done in the world, in our lives, as, as we trust in him and endure that measure of the cross we're all called to, to embrace um, as we wait for our Lord to come. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, and they may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you. Bishop. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Happy Monday.